Hey, you! It's your host Jerome Lin, and welcome back to Come Along. Have you heard of the book Ghost Town, 鬼地方 written by Taiwanese writer Kevin Chen Chen Sihong? If you haven't, hey, put this book and this writer on your radar. Ghost Town first came out in 2019 and has since been translated to 12 languages, including English, German, French, Japanese, Thai, Korean, Greek, and more to come. Well, okay, these are all stories you could find online. Today, we are doing a personal dive into the world of Kevin Chen. Kevin and I share a lot in common, actually. We both graduated from the English department of Ruan Catholic University in Taiwan. We both have a lot to say about the word "gui" (ghost) in the Taiwanese context, and we both struggle to keep our house plants alive, and so on. Kevin's words are like keys, leading us, leading his readers to the fantastical world he created. Before entering, maybe, hey, remember to knock on the door. Today we have Kevin Chen in the studio. Say hi. Hello. So Kevin is a writer, a very well-loved writer. I want to start with a little bit of the origin story. We graduated from the same program in Taiwan. Yep. So we both went to the English department of Furen University.、Yep. This is not an ad, okay? Just the school <laughs> we went to. We could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it could be. Yeah, yeah. I think we will talk about this、um, later on. But okay, so how we met is so Kevin is now mostly based in Berlin, Germany,、yes. right? Okay, so I saw him <laughs> in the metro, and I thought. Could he? Could this be Kevin Chen? Is he in Taipei now? And I thought, okay, you have been on my interview list for so long. And could this be fate that I finally <laughs> run into you? And it was actually you. And you're you're so nice. And it's it's a great pleasure that I'm having you here in the studio with me today. Thank you for having me. What brought you back to Taiwan this round? And what have you been up to these days? Well, I had to come back because I just published a new book, a new novel, which is called、uh, 第十六七只穿山甲 There is no English translation yet. The rough translation for the title could be、uh, "Pangolin Number Sixty-Seven."、Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a book about pangolin,、uh, the adorable animal. I came back, so I did a book tour. That's why I'm here. Okay, and、um, have you always wanted to be a writer? Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, yes.、Um, ever since I was a kid, I、um, I enjoy reading very much. I mean, before I became a writer, I was a reader. Well, I think to be a a good a writer, you have to be a good reader. Otherwise, you know, it simply doesn't work because you need to you know develop a good taste. And by reading a lot of good books, you might get there. Which is something that happened to me because when I was a kid, we didn't have Netflix, we didn't have Facebook, we didn't have Twitter, we didn't have Instagram. So less distractions. Yeah. So what did we have? We have books, and I have seven sisters who adored books. So I was reading whatever they were reading, and I loved languages. Um. So when they were reading different books, um, translated into Chinese from different languages, I simply enjoyed myself so much that I, whenever I was, you know, very much into a fiction, a piece of fiction, I would be guessing how the story would end, and I was like, if I were a writer, how would I end this story? You know, and then I go to the end. Am I happy with the, with this, with with how the writer ends the story? If I'm not happy, how would I have revised everything?、Mm. So I was, you know, having these ideas in my head already. So at the age of ten, I actually wrote my very first piece of fiction already. As a matter what, of fact, what was it about? It was about a runaway bride. Mm-hmm. Who、uh, ran away, you know, from the altar? She was instead of wearing white, she was、mm-hmm. she was wearing purple, and she was running away in the green rice field 
in gorgeous her. scene. I know yeah. that's a beautiful yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know Im- Im- imagery, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote it. You know, it was like a piece of short fiction. Um, and I just you know left it on my table. Yeah. And then one of my sisters actually read it, and then she felt appalled. It was like, my God, my brother is ten, and he wrote something like this. This is. Terrible. Really? Okay. And she, so she didn't, you know, give me good words. She was like, you didn't receive a positive review. No, it was a horrible review. She was like, shut up, stop. (laughs) And you know what? I never listened to her. Good, because that's. (laughs) I'm glad that you didn't. That's why we are here. That sister um was my very first reviewer, Mm. and you know, to this day, um, I mean, I'm in the circle. I'm in business. I know a lot of writers really, really, really. They care so much about reviews. Yeah, I I would love to talk about this with you. I know it's a it's a whole uh, discussion in itself. So yeah, I know, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, I enjoy reading a bad review. Um, if you know, if someone mm. g- g- gave me a bad review, I would still finish the whole piece. Mm. I would be somehow pissed for like five seconds, mm-hmm. but that's it. Why? Because this very person spent time reading my book and then spent even spent more time writing a piece of review trashing me Mm. i value that very much i think that's a precious connection Mm. and you know what you know everybody has has opinion so what if 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 this reviewer or this critic you know doesn't like my 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 piece of literature you know i'm not here to please everybody i think it's great that you know there are good reviews and bad reviews that means you know i mean we always ask for diversity yes it's very important and on the note of being being critical and especially giving constructive criticism yeah. i think that is that is not only something that someone wanted to do but i feel like it's also a skill to read something and digest it sure. and form your opinion of it i feel like it's a really good segue to talk about our shared um, experiences and going in majoring in english in taiwan yeah. especially at foreign university yeah Personally, I feel like the four years for me is so instrumental for me becoming who I am today, mm-hmm. especially thinking about critical thinking, which is so important, Great, especially in this day and age. I feel like many people kind of lack this skill. So I wanted to pick your brains a little bit. How has studying at the English department at Foreign University informed you as a writer and also as a person you've become today? Those were four splendid years mm. i had the greatest friends the best professors yeah. i simply had a great time okay so i always wanted when i was in high school mm. i knew that i wanted to study english same yeah mm. so that was always my goal a lot of people when they think about english department they thought mm. that studying english is about building up your vocabulary yeah. no it's not if you want to do that go to uh, a bushi bar yeah so it's not about <laughs> no. that it's you know it's about it's more than that literature Building up your critical thinking, making sure that you're an independent individual. I think those four years at the English department at the FJU mm. really was a wonderful incubation period for me because you know, mm. I, you know, I I was looking for myself. I was you know fresh out of a very small town in Zhanghua. Mm, yeah. Then I came to Taipei. It's a huge city for me. I was feeling lost, uh, you know, and I didn't have any confidence. But you know, somehow in the labyrinth of Sh- William Shakespeare, William Faulkner, and the awful, awful <laughs> American literature. Literature, English literature masterpieces. I found myself, <laughs> mm. and I love that. You know, mm-hmm. so I really I would tell everybody to study English because this is wonderful. Because by reading poetry and drama and fiction and all these things, you really open your eyes. Oh yeah, 
and you really tear down a lot of walls and you realize that, you know what? This life could be beautiful because you want to go out there. You just want to go and, yeah. and be someone. Use this knowledge. I, I, I really enjoy those four years and, mm. and, and I just, I'm always grateful. I, I feel every bit of passion and just love that you just described uh, with how with how you feel studying here with every cell in my body because of course like, we're not like overly praising everything is great but at least I feel like realizing that the world is very diverse and you you have to be open to learning about the nuances in the world I think is super super important and also you shared that you're from Zhanghua originally yeah. and I've been reading your book Ghost Town. Thank you. Which is, yeah, of course, which is set in Yongjing. And uh-huh. I don't even know how to describe how just, okay, I'm born and raised in Taiwan. Uh-huh. And Taiwan has a really kind of uncanny nickname called Guidao. Yep. So it literally means ghost island, but the ghosty part is not that, oh, it's full of like spooky gothic stories. Mm. No, it's not about that. But it's, yeah, how would you describe this? this ghosty feeling you cannot even translate that into english yeah as a matter of fact the 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 original taiwanese title for my book is uh. called mm. it's impossible yeah. to find a perfect expression in english or any other languages Mm-mm. because gui means ghost Fang is a place actually doesn't mean doesn't necessarily mean that it's a ghost place yeah. actually we, we we use this expression a lot in our daily daily conversation <laughs> yeah, yeah. like if we, we right here we're now recording this show you know in this place next to the grand hotel if i really hate this place i would just say that this is a great Fang. <laughs> And it has nothing to do with a ghost. Mm. Yeah, so great. It's just something negative. That's something that just pisses off. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make you happy. And mm-hmm. you say it's a great event. But great is a very ambiguous word, a very ambiguous uh, character in Chinese, actually, mm. because it it does, you know, refer to the spooky spirits of, from the other side of the world or something. But it also means something else. It could be something negative. Yeah. You know, something that doesn't, you know, really, really click with you. Yeah, and I would feel like negative in a way that doesn't meet your needs or expectation yep. in a way. Yep. And uh, actually, previously on my show, I also interviewed um, Emily Wai Wu, who's mm-hmm. a co-founder of Ghost Island Media, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she also gave her input and idea of her as a Taiwanese person, how she relates to the idea of like Taiwan is could be a guidao. Yeah. Which if you've lived here for a long time, you would know exactly what we're I know. Doing, so. and, you know. And go read Ghost Town. So Thank you so much. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, we are Taiwanese. We actually grow up with ghosts. Because, it, come on. You mean like Zhongyuan Yeah, yeah because okay. there ghost is... Ghost Festival. The ghost Festival. I mean, it's like the festival in summer, yeah. right? But the whole month, it's about ghosts. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could be uh you know you, you could be someone who doesn't believe in this but mm. your life still could be influenced by this oh yeah i would say so yeah yeah because mm. it's everywhere and it yeah. has a huge impact on our daily uh, physical behavior as yeah, well yeah it's part of the culture in taiwan yeah, yeah. Sure. also like uh, burning paper money also yes. different temples and yeah it's part of our everyday life i, I just want to ask you sherry when you're checking into a hotel you get a room <laughs> key and you before going to the room mm. would you do something silly go before going to the room okay listen, you know what i'm talking about right? i know Okay, listen, listen. I I don't do well with spooky stories. I, yeah. I'm known in the office like I, I'm so afraid of these things. Yeah. 
I think this alone, it, it also shows that I grew up here and also stories that grandma likes to tell yes. you or something. So I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah because we will knock on the door. Yeah, I don't do one with like haunted stuff. Right? Yeah, so okay. because we do believe that. I might have room. to cut this conversation short because <laughs> <laughs> because she is so scared. She, uh, yeah, honestly. Yeah. I know. Okay, so yeah. but coming back to talking about Ghost Town. So from, from what I know, also from my friends um, who are also mostly my friends from English department. Sure. Um, shout out to my friend Andrea. She she loves your book so much. Hello, especially, Andrea. <laughs> especially Ghost Town. And I feel like this was the book that sort of launched you to the international community because uh, Ghost Town is translated to multiple languages. It, it's in German, it's in Greek, it's in Japanese, and so many others as well. And we you touch on, for example, thinking of how we could translate Gui, this word alone also uh -huh. in a nuanced way that shows context and all the different connotations is already a very challenging task yeah when you're working with different translators do you how do you approach translating something that's that doesn't have a direct translation in a different language well first of all it's their job okay yes it's meaning okay I do your job <laughs> you know just you know leave me alone i don't don't talk yeah. to me no that's not true you know i enjoy talking to my all my translators yeah your input is is key yeah yeah because the thing is um, um some translators enjoy um, um working um, on their own they don't want to talk to the authors mm. some do so um, I respect their boundaries. Um, when it comes to Eng English translation, my mm -hmm. translator um, is Dara Sturk from Canada, uh, who is a professor in Hong Kong now, but he used to work and live um, in, in Taiwan. He decided to translate a ghost town into English because he read it and he cried at the end. And in, it's, it's really a crazy story, but the thing is it only took him 10 days. I'm not kidding, 10 days to finish the very first rough draft of the translation wow crazy he was possessed <laughs> or something for context it's like this thick it's at yeah, least a 300 thick, yeah 320 <laughs> pages or it's something a yeah it's a it's a thick book and he it, it took him 10 days i mean of course that was the first draft mm -hmm. but still he did it it's just a wonderful experience to work with him mm. because he, he did come to me for some solutions because translation is about getting solutions because like mm -hmm. we we're talking about Gwini i like the Fa, way right? you're putting it yeah yeah so you need to find solutions and sometimes you if find a perfect solution and you're like okay i'm not so sure if the author would approve so he was kind enough to ask me but after like you know a few exchanges i just told him you know what daryl i have faith in you <laughs> wow just leave me alone i love you as my translator and just do your work and I, I i just trust you that is a big compliment to any translator yeah and that was great and and he did a wonderful job mm. and and as and other languages i oh, think so yeah yeah well my japanese translator you know what he did um during COVID? uh he was translating my book and so uh i mean he's japanese he lives in in in, in kyoto um so because you know everything I mean, we're in the thick of lockdown right yeah. remember so nobody could travel and he he couldn't you know have um um, um just visit um taiwan but he really got some kind of special um permission to come to taiwan during COVID, and he did like two week very strict quarantine why because he wanted to go to the the ghost town um, he was translating you want to go to Zhanghua? yeah he went to Zhanghua. And, and he wanted to, you know, touch the earth, look at the sky and just look at the temples and the abandoned swimming pools that I wrote about in the book. He wanted to be there to make sure that actually has a physical connection to the things that he was translating. Mm, he can get the true essence right. In Which a way, is yeah. crazy. I, I love that. Yeah, I, I know. know. As a logophile, it's just that I... I get really nerdy about going, really going to the, you can say original, yeah. really original source that's actually physically there. And I know it has changed a lot um, as you wrote about. So Sure. Yeah. 
And and he actually did that. So he went there and he sent me pictures. You know, he did a few selfies when he was in that <laughs> town. It was it was amazing. And of course, I was just you know. And then I went to other translators. Was like, see, see? this is how this person. So he, my Japanese translator. <laughs> and what are you guys doing? You know, in your comfortable environment in Paris, in Hong Kong, and everywhere in Athens yeah, with a pot of tea and stuff. Yeah, and just doing your <laughs> translation. You know, but still, no, no, no. You know, I. Just, I'm just, I'm just, you know, being a jerk. But they're just wonderful people because mm, you know, trans- yeah. translators. I mean, you're, they're working with languages. Yes. And it's not just, you know, okay, you could be a person who can speak both languages, but it doesn't mean that no. you're someone who can translate. No. Okay. This alone, as two English majors, we can talk three hours yeah. about about this. Translation is a professional yes. skill. Yes. You don't. Innately have it just because whatever. I also need to shout out to my colleague Chingen, wh- whom we just met earlier. Sure. Your work, Pani Bowling. Um, mm-hmm. Does it have a preferred English translation you like? No. Okay. Uh, um, we, we don't have. What well, Ghost Tongue is my um, um, very first uh, official translation. Pani Bowling. Let's call it Rebellious Berlin. Okay. So th- this piece, um, Pani Bowling, is uh, my colleague Chingen's fa- one of his favorite of yours. And Thank you so much. He shared that it influenced him a lot, especially as a young person reading this. And I actually remember this because, <laughs> so when I was in FJU, I went to. You remember the Caves Bookstore? Yes. At the and um, yeah, at the basement. Yeah. Yes. So I I I saw like your work <laughs> very very often, and um, I remember this work as well. So since it has Berlin in the title. Was there a big difference in your approach to writing about Berlin versus Taiwan? Okay, first of all, Berlin is very different. I mean, we're in Taipei now, right?、Mm. Um, and I, I live in 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 Berlin, and I wrote a, you know a book called Pani Berlin. Let's、mm. let's say it's rebellious Berlin.、Mm. I think Berlin is a very rebellious city. I wouldn't say the same thing about Taipei. I, I think, think it depends where you go, but I, I, know. I know what you mean. I know、yeah. what you mean.、Because、Could you elaborate a little bit more? What do you mean by the like the rebelliousness that you feel from Berlin? What is because I just came here um, um with MRT. I travel with MRT, right?、Mm. So that's just I, I enjoy comparing a、uh, different MRT or metro systems in different parts of the world. Sure. I mean, we have in Taipei a beautiful system. Oh, clean! It's, it's clean. <laughs> it's like you know, it's it's an environment where you feel like, oh my god, this is so. You、clean. can take a nap on the, I know. on the train ride. Yeah, it's super safe. Uh, there's no graffiti. So oh yeah, there's yeah. no graffiti.、Uh. It's just super clean and it's entirely on time. Okay, let's go to Berlin. <laughs> it's totally the other side of the world. So it's messy. There's graffiti everywhere.、Mm-hmm. Summer sometimes you, you see like big fat rats,、mm, yeah. you know, and people are eating and drinking beers, you know, and、mm-hmm. it's messy. And sometimes you see people peeing. Releasing themselves, you know,、mm. um, on the floor, and so it's a totally different situation. But、mm. I enjoy both systems.、Mm. Why? Because Berlin actually very creative,、mm. so attracts all the creativity people who is working in the you know cultural industry.、Mm. They love Berlin so much because it's full of creativity, yeah, and full possibility. Of yeah. I know, and possibility.、Mm. Whereas in Taipei, we sort of. I don't know. You know, it's a very clean environment. Meaning you're regulated. So I'm not saying which one is better. No, mm, 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 I'm just、no. you know I'm just saying that they're different. Whichever you know makes you happier,、yeah. go to that system. As far as I'm concerned, I love both systems. And so when it comes to writing, you know, because they're so different. So the stories about these two different cities, of course, 
are very different. How what I would say about、yeah. you know my different writing tones of、um, about these two different places for sure, and also from what you shared, I feel very strongly that it's also in a very nuanced way as well. That is part one of my interview with Kevin Chen. So stay tuned for part two coming out next Monday on Come Along. Also, head to our Instagram at RTR English All Over Case for more video highlights of today's conversation. Hope to see you there and take care. I'll see you again next Monday.